Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden in New York City, and paging Dr. Fauci, paging Dr. Fauci. Should Dr. Fauci be charged with lying to Congress? Well, the fireworks flew on Capitol Hill earlier when Senator Rand Paul cross-examined Dr. Anthony Fauci in a committee hearing asking him some really sharp questions. Well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a subaward from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It did I come from the lab, but all you. the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, one is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. Senator You're Paul's the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result no in SARS-CoV-2. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were they're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying... Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual I totally resent that. that. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. So you've got Senator Rand Paul grilling Dr. Fauci, asking him, uh, well, Senator, knowing that it's a crime to lie to Congress, do, do you wish to retract your previous statement from May? And Dr. Anthony Fauci responding, uh, well, I will not retract my statement. I've never lied and I did not fund any gain-of-function research in Wuhan. So will Fauci be immune to all of this stuff? I mean, they've gone back and forth. We now know that Fauci funded 
one organization, and they turned around and funded uh, some research at this place, and it was about the animals and for humans, and it was clear as day. They were doing bad stuff. This stuff was nefarious, and if it wasn't, man, they're making it look really bad for themselves. But the bottom line here, it looks like Fauci's gotten caught with his pants down (laughs) because he's in bad shape, and I don't know if his qualified immunity is going to save him. So that's what we're talking about. Immunity, inflated infrastructure, and impropriety. All sorts of improper things that we're going to get to in the third segment. And that's what's on the agenda. Now, we're going to see how this plays out, but it's been my experience over the last decade and a half observing politics that if you see things exposed in any congressional hearing, you can rest assured that they will never be charged criminally against anybody. No charges. I mean, look at Benghazi, you, you, look at every single committee hearing, at least, you know, since I was born in 78. You don't see anybody go to jail for these things. This is simply to correct the record and to litigate things in the court of public opinion. This is politics. It's about influencing the balance of power. But that's about it. Most of the time. But we'll see. Let me know what you think. I'm at Rich Valdez with an S on all the social media, Rich Valdez with an S. And I was on Newsmax earlier this morning discussing my reaction to the American Association of uh, Pediatricians or Pediatrics saying that kids older than two, all kids older than two, need to wear masks in school, even if they're vaccinated, which should be completely optional. It shouldn't be required. And we'll get that video up on the social media on Rumble and all of that at Rich Valdez with an S, so that you can check it out. But I think this is part of the problem that we have, where we we say one thing, but we do another. And I don't mean we conservatives. I mean we as just humanity. And and then the Democrats, the ones who typically applaud when um, there's a momentarily maskless child or a mom get, getting kicked off a flight, they're like, yay! Right, they 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 couldn't be happier to relish in that stuff, but they were super happy in their photos that they themselves put out there of them flying maskless on this private uh, chartered plane when they went to go see Kemalaides, the vice president. So now we heard all of that stuff over the weekend, and that one of those people had come in contact with the vice president, aka Kemalaides, and they tested positive for COVID. Then we learned that five of them tested positive for COVID. Now today we learned a sixth person has now tested positive for COVID. And now they're saying they're not going to release any information on whether these people had vaccines or not. But it would be my guess that based on the Democrats' argument, and they were a bunch of Democrats, that it's the Republicans that don't want to get vaccinated. So I would presume that they were all vaccinated. And that if these individuals were vaccinated, then they don't want to acknowledge that there's a vaccination in their system, there was no inoculation, they have no immunity from a a vaccine, or that they do because they don't want to make this thing look bad because they're saying, you know what, it didn't immunize me. I got it anyway. And of course, the argument is, well, yeah, they're going to get it anyway. Sure they are. But that doesn't mean they're going to die from it. Well, I think from the beginning it meant they were never going to die from it. I mean, I, I realize some people died, and we talked about that on the last show, and I don't want to you know, keep uh, beating the same dead horse. But I think this is a, a really big point that we continue to miss. Now, speaking of Democrats and vaccines and all that stuff, uh, America's most notorious politician, Dr. Fauci, he, um, and you know, he's a... America's most notorious politician playing a doctor on TV, I need to clarify. He um, he was on with Jim Acosta as well on Sunday, and he continued talking tons of smack. I want you to listen to this. 
And it's not just social media, though. Uh, the most watched television show on Fox News right now is uh, outright uh, hostile to the vaccine in this environment. Do you think we could have eradicated polio or defeated the measles uh, if you had uh, Fox News night after night uh, warning people about uh, these uh, vaccine uh, issues that are just, uh, you know, bunk? Well, that is a very good point, Jim. If you look at the extraordinary historic success in eradicating smallpox and eliminating polio from most of the world, and we're on the brink of eradicating polio, if we had had the pushback for vaccines the way we're seeing on certain media, uh, I don't think it would have been possible at all to not only eradicate smallpox, we probably would still have smallpox and we probably would still have polio in this country if we had the kind of false information that's being spread now. If we had that back decades ago, I would be certain that we'd still have polio in this country. I think I've had enough of this, Dr. Fauci. I really, really do. A, I don't do a great Fauci impression. And B, it's it's the same, same exact story every single time. I guess if you're a Fauci fan, tune into the Fauci podcast and then you can hear everything. Oh, we never did it. No, I never said it. I said it, but I didn't say it. Oh, you're misunderstanding. Ah, ah. Uh, uh, whatever. You know, I mean, it's all I hear from this guy. But I think it's important for us to realize that this is what they do. You've got the politicians, the bureaucrats, the entrenched establishment swamp people colluding with the entrenched establishment media people, all of them peddling whatever they can peddle to amass as much influence as they can because they are the ruling class. That's it. And they want to stay there. They have all the power. They can control what we say on on social media. They want to control what we say in real life. They control what is told and said on television. Uh, They've been trying to get into radio for many, many years. And who knows how they're going to handle that. I mean, let's just keep letting them think that people in the podcast world and the radio world don't reach as many people as television. I think it's that narcissism that has protected radio. But the reality is I think more people are reached by conservative talk radio and and podcast than they are through television. At least that would be my contention, especially when you look at some of the things. I mean, if you look at the MSNBC and CNN and um, the other big liberal channel, combined their ratings don't match the more conservative-leaving commentary that's on Fox And yet, if you compare what's on Fox on television to what's on at the same time in radio, it gets blown away, like three to one, three listeners to every viewer. So I think that power has gone unrealized, and that's a good thing, because they keep bashing Fox in the media, bashing Fox, bashing Fox, and now, you know, people are pushing back and bashing CNN, and rightfully so. But wait, there's more. We know that a vaccinated Pelosi person and a Biden aide both tested positive for COVID. And this is according to the aforementioned Fox News. And we also know from this piece that the Pelosi aide had contact with the delegation of fleeing Texas Democrats that contracted the COVID-19 virus. This is an interesting uh, spot of tea, if you will. Now, a spokesperson for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi tested positive Monday for coronavirus following a meeting last week with members of that Texas delegation. Drew Hamill, 
Top aide to Pelosi said that the unidentified staff member was fully vaccinated and did not have recent contact with the top California Democrat. So Pelosi is A-OK. She's safe. Woo! Don't sound the alarm. But the Speaker's office is taking extra precautions. As a result, yesterday, a fully vaccinated senior spokesman in the Speaker's press office tested positive for COVID. Blah, 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 blah. This individual has had no contact with the Speaker since that exposure. The entire press office is working remotely today with the exception of individuals who had no exposure to that particular person and have had a recent negative test. Our office will continue to follow the guidance of the office attending the physician closely, blah, 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 blah. Ah, you can't make this stuff up. They blame the Republicans. They blame the Republicans. You guys are the ones that it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You guys are the worst. Misinformation. Oh, but by the way, a whole bunch of people are getting this here, and it's from all of our vaccinated Democrat friends. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this is just how it is. Now, I don't want to rub it in anybody's face. I don't want to say I told you so or gotcha or anything like that, although it's gratifying. But my point here is really to make the case that these people are vaccinated and there's people that are infected. And this doesn't mean that the vaccine doesn't work per se. You know, they may have potentially zero symptoms and this may have potentially been life threatening. But the overall survival rate of this virus was always very high. 99.8 is what I saw in multiple uh, sources. And with less than 2% of children ever being affected by this whole thing. Even when they had that thing where they said there's a blotchiness and kids are dying, there may have been a handful of kids. I think right now it's, it's 300. It's way more than a handful now. But back then, it was, I think, less than six. And again, I'm not taking any one of them lightly. I'm a dad. Every child's life is precious. Every human life is precious. But you're looking at a uh, mass casualty pandemic that's going to affect the weakest among us. And sometimes kids have the most resilient immune systems and sometimes they're the weakest, like with the flu and things like that. Anyway, that's stuff that you already know and I don't want to repeat all that. But my point is, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. But I'm really so tired of the drama and the hyper-hysterical individuals on every side of the aisle. Honestly, I'm done with the hysteria. I've been in very large groups, conferences and whatnot, thousands of people. And I thank God, I've not been infected with the virus. I haven't passed on the virus. I haven't had the virus. Amen. Now, the emergency authorization for the vaccine is something a lot of individuals are waiting to see become fully FDA approved. I respect that. That's cool. However, I'm also tired of the outrage and speculation over every person that drops dead is dropping dead because of the vaccine. <laughs> or the craziness that the vaccinated people are making the non-vaccinated people sick. Just stop. I know plenty of people with a vaccine and they're not dead. And they've had this thing for months. I know plenty of people who got COVID and they're not dead either. I know plenty of people who didn't get COVID, never had it, and never got a vaccine. And they're not dead either. So enough with all of this hyper hysteria crazy stuff. I know it may not be what everybody wants to hear, but this stuff is just a distraction and it gets us... Uh, off the topic of what's really happening. You've got inflation. You've got really just everything that Biden's doing. You know, he's like, hey, look over here. Get angry at this. This gets you all emotionally riled up while we're crushing the country. 
So many more important topics to discuss, in my opinion. But anyway, keep it locked right there. Straight ahead, we're going to hear about what Biden and Klobuchar and other Democrats are saying about infrastructure and inflation and all of that. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. Bienvenido, America. Welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, and amnesty is now infrastructure. Well, at least Democrats think it is, and they want to sneak all of that amnesty stuff into the infrastructure bill. Plus, Joe Biden wants to soften the blow on inflation. Wait until you hear what he has to say about that. But first, let's listen to Amy Klobuchar selling a pile of BS disguised as, you guessed it, quote-unquote, infrastructure. Listen to this. Are you saying that you think Senate rules would allow you to pass at least some of the voting rights proposals and provisions through reconciliation? That process, to be clear, is no substitute for the For the People Act. It isn't, because the For the People Act is grounded in the Constitution that says Congress can set and alter uh, federal rules for elections. But if you can't elections. get that done. But if you can't, okay, just to go, what you can do with infrastructure, which is not in the bipartisan package, and I'm glad they're continuing to negotiate and make progress, what you can do is put election infrastructure in there. You could tie it to certain things as incentives for states to do uh, same-day registration, to do the mail-in balloting. But it is no substitute for putting the basic federal rights in place. What I'm saying is you've got to do all these things at once. Now, how the heck is everything infrastructure? Con, really? Now, according to Fox News, Senator Lindsey Graham fired back on this, saying that Democrats are making a power grab through the infrastructure negotiations. And good for him for doing so. Saying that this is one of the dumbest things that he's seen in his time in D.C. So he's sounding the alarm over this Democrat push to include amnesty for millions of illegal immigrants into their budget reconciliation proposal. What a shady thing to do. With the possibility that the effort could get through. Now, you know, reconciliation is a, is a budget tool. That's uh, one of the uh, legislative maneuvers they can use. It's not designed to circumvent federal law on immigration. But yet they've become so creative using everything that they can to get whatever it is that they want. And it's this prostitution of parliamentary procedure that we see in Washington over and over again that's literally effacing, it's eroding the very fabric of what the country was built on. There's such little integrity left in Washington, and it's it's really messed up. That's why uh, Lindsey Graham blasting the idea. Uh, he was on Fox beating them up a little bit, and I agree with him. I think it's appropriate to say that this is a power grab. And part of what he said was that it's a $3.5 trillion Democrat infrastructure package. It's got not a damn thing to do with infrastructure. They want to put amnesty into the infrastructure bill. So you had a great story just a moment ago with the broken border, and he's talking to uh, Laura Ingram. This is a, a quote I'm reading from him. Imagine 
you gave legal status to illegal immigrants without first securing the border. No proposal that's ever been made in Washington gave legal status until the border was first secured. Joe Biden said on uh, yesterday, Monday, that he wants to put amnesty into the Democrat infrastructure bill. That's going to lead to an invasion of illegal immigration. It'll put jet fuel on a system that's already broken. And I'm going to say it's already on fire. If you give one person legal status, there will be a run on our border like you've never seen before. Let me see if I could do this in my Lindsay voice. It's the dumbest idea in the history of the Senate, the history of the White House. It will lead to the breakdown of law and order beyond what you see today, Laura. All right, well, that's uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. Thank you. And I agree with that. I think he's right on. But Joel Baboso Biden says that inflation is temporary. Now, interesting how, you know, all of this stuff is interconnected. We've got a, a run on so many goods, the price of these goods, that it's, you know, pricing people out of the market. Small businesses are being hurt. Large businesses are becoming small businesses. And uh, we've got this crisis at the border. You've got Fauci saying whatever he wants to say, whenever he wants to say it. Rand Paul standing up for what's right. And Joe Elbaroso Biden is just saying, you know what? Inflation's temporary. And I got to say, I certainly hope so, Mr. President, Mr. Senor Baboso, because on Monday, the markets closed at an alarmingly low number. The cost of goods on almost everything is going up and up and up and further up. But our fearless leader... He says, and I don't mean Donaldus Magnus, I mean Joe El Baboso Biden says that this is all temporary because Biden and the Democrats have their finger on the scale. Listen to this. We also know that as our economy has come roaring back, we've seen some price increases. Some folks have raised worries that this could be a sign of persistent inflation. But that's not our view. Our experts believe, and the data shows, that most of the price increases we've seen are, were expected and are expected to be temporary. Reality is you can't flip the global economic light back on and not expect this to happen. As demand returns, there's going to be global supply chain challenges. We've seen that in semiconductors, which are used in automobiles. That global shortage has slowed vehicle production creating a temporary spike in car prices. That's a real challenge. My administration will do everything we can to address it. But again, these disruptions are temporary. Lumber prices are another example. They spiked early in our recovery. But in recent weeks, they began to fall. They've fallen by more than 50%. In the hospitality industry, prices are returning to where they used to be. Now, what I find remarkable here is how can Biden say that he's done everything in his administration, in his power, to make things better for you and for me, and he does it with a straight face, when he hasn't, and we know he hasn't. He has reversed almost everything that Trump's put into place. All of Trump's economic policies that put more money in our pockets and inspired confidence in business owners to expand, all of that's been rolled back. Now business owners are afraid to spend. Regular people are afraid to spend. Airline tickets are up. Everything's up. So nobody wants to say, hey, let me go away now. They want to go away when things are cheap. Stock market's reflecting that, clearly. Yet Joe Ed Baboso Biden says that this inflation isn't unchecked. And who cares if prices get higher? The main thing is that we have to focus on infrastructure. Wow, interesting how it comes back full circle. 
It's everything is infrastructure. No, 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 but we can't afford this because of inflation. No, don't worry, because everything is all about infrastructure anyway. Listen to this. I want to be clear. My administration understands that if we were to ever experience unchecked inflation over the long term, that would pose a real challenge to our economy. So while we're confident that isn't what we're seeing today, we're going to remain vigilant about any response that is needed. As I made clear to Chairman Powell of the Federal Reserve when we met recently, the Fed is independent. It should take whatever steps it deems necessary to support a strong, durable economic recovery. But whatever different views some might have on current price increases, we should be united in one thing. Passage of the bipartisan infrastructure framework, which we shook hands on. We shook hands on. So who cares about increased prices? What matters is a handshake, right? I mean, that's what it sounds like he's saying. Tell that to the small business owners across America who are struggling with increased fuel costs, whether they're buying things or delivering things. It's difficult. But what about the cost of shipping? Right? All of that's up because of Biden's policies. He came in and started attacking energy. I don't think we have short memories for stuff like this. Now, Janet Yellen says over at the Fed, inflation will continue. There's even Democrats acknowledging, saying, you know what? This is because of the $1.9 trillion wealth transfer that Biden called the coronavirus relief bill. It's out in the open. And he's just saying, look, yeah, we had to do that. It's blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to build back better. We're going to build back better. I got hairy legs. Come on, Joe Biden. Tell that to business owners like my buddy Bill Richards. He's the CEO of Tower Beverage. They're located in the Freedom Tower, World Trade Center Freedom Tower right here in New York City. Bill created this craft soda, and different flavors, that are manufactured right here in the USA. And he donates a portion of the profits to charities. Charities that support first responders and the families of September 11th victims. And listen, these sparkling water drinks are delicious. My favorite, the watermelon. I love it. But with all this inflation coming in, it's going to be difficult for him to donate the way he did. I'm sure he's going to keep that commitment and support the first responders like he always has. But we're making it more difficult to do the right thing in life. And listen, Tower Beverage isn't just a great small business because I like their watermelon flavored sparkling water soda. I mean, they also um, support other entrepreneurs, right? You can, you can buy into Tower Beverage with your own distribution route, and that's your own business. So creating a small business for yourself, creating an income for, for yourself, and they're helping other people create that income for themselves. Anyway, you can find more about that stuff at towerbeverage.com. And if you go there, tell them Rich Valdez sent you because Bill's a good guy and it's a great company. I really love what they do. And that's Rich Valdez with an S. And they need to know that we've got their back. All small businesses need to. That's why I want to keep this eye on American entrepreneurship going. And uh, if you know of any people that want to sponsor a segment like that, let me know because I would love to do more of this and highlight patriots that are out there making a difference with their businesses, helping others and making a difference in their communities, meeting those needs. To me, that's key. But up next, El Trompito speaks out. So don't move a muscle. We're not done yet. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. 
Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. And yep, Trump is back at it. He's made a statement. I'm going to read it in a minute. But I want you to hear about some of the things that Democrats had to say when they were complaining about voter fraud. Listen to this montage. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Researchers have repeatedly demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose that pose some of the greatest risk. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines, right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who before our eyes hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Aging systems also frequently rely on unsupported software like Windows XP in 2000 which may not receive regular security patches and are thus more vulnerable to the latest methods of cyber attack. In a close presidential election, they just need to hack one swing state, or maybe one or two, or maybe just a few counties in one swing state. I'm very concerned that you could have a hack that finally went through. Well, isn't that something? Yeah, I agree. People shouldn't cheat in elections. I agree with the Democrats on this one. <laughs> People just shouldn't cheat. I don't always agree with them, and I don't agree with everything they said, but... That's what's going on. And like I said, Donaldus Magnus El Trumpito, the 45th president of these United States, weighs in on the Arizona election audit. And he says, give the routers. And this is uh, according to Newsmax.com by Eric Mack. And former President Donald Trump says Maricopa County's refusal to allow full transparency amid the 2020 presidential election audit makes him skeptical once again, suggesting that the county election officials have something to hide. Saying, quote, why won't the Rhino Maricopa County Board of Supervisors in Arizona give the routers? Trump asked in a statement on Monday from his Save America PAC. What are they trying to hide? They're fighting for life or death. What's going on? Well, I agree with the president on that one. The latest request for information involves auditors requesting routers from the county for inspection. Trump went on to say, give us the routers. Trump's statement continued. Doesn't this mean that the voting was, despite their statements to the contrary, connected to the Internet? 
The voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election was monumental and the facts are coming out daily. And that's the end of that quote. The Republican um, held Arizona Senate originally subpoenaed the Internet routers from the county polling places, but the county rejected the request, claiming it would cost six million dollars to replace them. A similar claim led Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs to destroy voting machines that were inspected by auditors. Officials skeptical of election fraud argued that Hobbs's claim that the voting machines could be compromised by auditors is evidence that they are indeed vulnerable to being tampered with. The voting machines audited would not be used in future elections, Hobbs said, but Arizona Republicans noted that they have been subjected to the inspection and certification process in place of the state. So we'll see. Also, with respect to the routers and the subpoena for those routers, Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone said that law enforcement uh, security would have been jeopardized. And that was reported by the Arizona Mirror. Auditors argue that the routers are critical to finishing a complete report on election vulnerability. But Maricopa County election officials say the voting machines were not connected to the Internet. According to Cypher CEO Ben Cotton, one of the subcontractors doing the audit, he said submitting the routers for inspection would not compromise security. And this is according, again, to the uh, Arizona Mirror. So we'll see how this thing pans out. I mean, every day there's a new story on the audit. And honestly, this is an audit that's great, again, for the sake of correcting the record. Just like I talked about with Dr. Fauci. Whatever comes out, whatever fact-finding, whatever we know, it doesn't change any outcomes. It doesn't change the situation. And I think as long as you go into this knowing that, then hey... Let the games begin. Let us continue to find out things and expose what many of us suspect about certain things. And it seems to be that there's very clear instances, open and shut, cases of voter fraud and of mismanagement and of the unconstitutionality of changing voter laws by way of lawsuits and so many different things. It was a perfect storm. I mean, this was an onslaught here. And we want to do our best to make sure this doesn't happen again. But I, I don't subscribe to the school of thought that they're going to be able to do this each and every time. I just don't. I don't believe that every single time, just because crime is up in New York City, I still go to New York City and I haven't gotten robbed. doesn't mean that my chances of getting robbed are higher. Yeah, I'll buy that all day for a dollar. That's true. And just like... Looking at the situations that we saw in 2020 all over the country, different places, especially six counties in particular and six states out of 50, we had some issues. It was messed up. Wrong. But that doesn't mean by and large that we'll never, ever win an election again. I think that this is three leaps too far uh, off of the deep end. But that's just my opinion. And I just got a news alert. I just want to share it with you because I'm reading this for the first time. And this, I know everybody loves, I hate this stuff, but people love this stuff. Bill Gates and George Soros have an organization that they're backing and they have bought out a COVID-19 testing company. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know what that means. Um, and even if I knew what it meant, I really probably wouldn't care because I would say it's the damn free market. We don't like what they're doing. We need to buy them out and, and get beat them at their game. Right, It's not like, hey, you know how to cheat really good. I'm just going to pout and say you're a cheater. No, we, we've got to get in the mix here. That's, that's how this thing works. But anyway, going back to the topic at hand, which was Trump and the election and all that stuff. 
Maxine Waters is still shouting for people to go after Trump. But in the final analysis, our attorneys generals, whether they're in New York or in Georgia, they've got to go after him about how he's cheated, uh, you know, on his taxes, how his family has taken advantage of having a nonprofit that they use like it was their own money on and on and on. One way or the other, we've got to stop Trump and his allies. It's more than undermining our democracy. They're dangerous and they're out to do harm. And so we're in a bad time in this country trying to manage all of this, but we must manage it. We must protect our democracy. We must not allow Trump to win. And that's perfect, perfect for an example, right? She doesn't relent. She keeps going. She doesn't care. If they're winning, she doesn't care. If they're losing, she stays on her message. She stays on her mission. I want this guy in jail, 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 because she's a fascist. She believes that if if you don't like what somebody says, that they should be imprisoned. This is why on the last uh, episode of This is America, some of you may have taken exception to that, but I truly don't believe these Texas Democrats should be arrested for anything. If your boss tells you you got to show up to work and and your boss is the, the people of Texas... They don't have the ability to put you in jail. It's not a crime to skip work and be a jerk and go get infected and infect other people in Washington, D.C., hanging out with Pelosi's friends and Kemalaires and the rest of the Democrats. I just simply don't think, I'm, again, if it was me and they were like, oh, uh, Assemblyman or whatever, State Senator Rich Valdez flew to Washington obfuscating a vote on a crucial bill to go hang out with President Trump, El Trumpito, in the White House or at Mar-a-Lago, you know. All right, I'm a jerk. Tell my boss, we the people, maybe they'll fire me at the next election. Maybe they'll fine me. Maybe they'll protest me. You know, there's a equal and commensurate reaction for each action. Putting someone in jail because you don't like that they didn't show up for work to go play politics, to me, is an outrage. I mean, it's completely fascistic. But that's what Nancy Pelosi, that's what Maxine Waters, this is what they do. The New York AG has to go after Trump. We've got to keep going. We have to borrow a page from their playbook to understand how they play this game. I once told my brother, I was like, look, I got a copy of Rules for Radicals if you want to understand how this thing works. And he was like, oh, I don't want to read that. That book was uh, dedicated to Lucifer. I was like, yeah, I really don't care who it was uh, dedicated to. I want to know what the other side is thinking. I want to know how they're coming at me. I don't have to agree with it or with them, but I need to know what they're doing. And it's clear for the last hundred years... They've been pulling the same tricks. And over the years, there's been a handful of people that have noticed. Buckley, McCarthy and McCarthyism, Reagan, Trump, and of course, you know, a larger handful of pundits and authors. But by and large, they've done an excellent job keeping this out of mainstream culture, mainstream media, mainstream information sharing, because that's what they want to do. Suppress the information because that's how Marxists work. So we have to understand how the Marxist works and we have to understand how, in the words of Mark Levin, it's become Americanized. And that's why I highly recommend that you buy the book and read it. And if you don't like reading 276 pages, then you know what? Go straight to the last chapter of what can we do? He explains exactly what we can do. And I got to tell you, and I might take some heat for this. A lot of you aren't going to like it. You're not going to like because you know what people like? People like to live their lives peaceably, peacefully and mind their own business. And that is not an option. We can no longer pretend that nothing is going on. We can no longer say that, oh, I go to church to listen to the sermon. Like a pastor once told me, he said, listen, you got to get out of the pews. And in my head, I thought, I don't want to get out of the pews. I'm here for you to spiritually enrich me. <laughs> and and, and you know, I look back at that because I was probably like 20 something at the time. 
And I realized today exactly what he was saying, that he, he was just doing a mere job and each of us had a job of equal importance. We were all spokes in the same wheel. The wheel doesn't spin if these spokes aren't there. Now, you might lose a spoke here and a spoke there. They might be loose and wobbly. You get a weak link. The, the wheel will keep going. But after a little while, another spoke will pop. Boing, boing, boing. Before you know it, that wheel doesn't spin. That's where we are. We're close to having the wheel that is America no longer spin because too many people are saying, well, I'm not, I'm not even on that bike. But you guys need to fix that. You, the Republicans, you, the talk radio hosts, you, this and you, that. No, I say you, we, the people. We, the people, have to take America back by being a spoke in the wheel. And every spoke has a job to do, whether it's the courageous parents that are going to their school board meetings saying, you know what? I've read this stuff. I've read the D'Angelo stuff, the uh, Crawford stuff, the Bell stuff, all, all that stuff. And I don't like it. Ibram X. Kendi, hate it. And here's why, because I think it's wrong in this level and this level and this level and this level. And not taking secondhand or thirdhand information, but firsthand information. Getting out of our comfort. Well, but you know, Rich, I don't like to read. I don't do all that. That's your thing. And I just, I just want to live my life. You can't live your life anymore. Don't you get it? It doesn't work that way anymore. They're literally coming after every aspect of your life. If you drive a truck, they're coming after you with gas. You're going to have less work. People are going to buy less stuff because the cost of goods keeps going up. This is all interrelated. If you have children, they're being taught that you know everything under the sun is okay, and what they what you thought was normal and good isn't good. It's bigotry. They're being taught that up is down, down is up, dry is wet, the sky is not even there. The only way we can all stop this is if we get together and we begin to change every aspect of the culture that's been perverted by the Marxists. Punto y final, period, the end. That's the only way. Now, will CNN report that? I doubt it, not even on their new streaming service because they have a new streaming service that's coming out and they're saying that we're not an opinion network. And maybe I'll get into that in the, uh, in, in the next episode because I think it's an interesting story. There's another story I want to talk about as well about Senate Democrats proposing that women register for a military draft. And that's in American military news. And I'm thinking, are they women or are they birthing people? I mean, let's get it, let's get it straight here. And this is the problem, right? We're facing it over and over again everywhere we look. That's why I say we've always got to stand for something. We have to. We've got to do something, whether it's listening to this podcast or others. And please make sure you download and listen to this Thursday's show, the next one coming up. I've got an announcement that I, I want to share with you guys. So I look forward to you joining me then. And until then, I hope that you're sharing this all over the place. And I got a couple of five-star reviews that I just got in my email that were for the podcast. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. I'll read those on the next episode because I believe in shouting you out because you're shouting me out and we're all in this together. And I implore you, always stand for something. Because if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to do absolutely nothing. And that's no longer an option. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America. I am Rich Valdez. And this is America. This is America. 